What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. Welcome to a fresh new episode of Drafts on Drafts, where Kate and I drink a beer and talk about sports. And one particular sport, especially. <laughs> especially right now, you damn right. Football. Oh my gosh, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even going to not cut to the chase. I'm cutting right <laughs> to the chase. Um, today's our NFL season preview and who to watch and what to watch. I feel like I've been waiting for, this is like Christmas morning for me, Michelle. This is like Christmas morning for me. Ooh, you know, getting back into football chat makes me excited. It also reminds me like how your brain is this crazy thing. And at the end of the last season, you feel like you knew everything about everyone. And then all of a sudden football comes back and you're like, <gasps> what happened? Where did this person go? Where did that person go? What is going on? And it makes me excited because we're going to, we're going to remind all of you and remind ourselves. Yeah. I will also say that if I'm being very honest with you and all of our listeners, this episode of any episode we do any year, and this is the fourth year we've been doing the show, this particular episode always makes me nervous for exactly <laughs> yeah. that reason. Because I feel like I'm I'm going to make mistakes in this episode. Do you know what That's, I mean? This okay. is the this is the episode where you forget that Russell Wilson went from the Seahawks to the Broncos. This is the episode where you forget that all, you know what I'm saying? Like yes. all of these intricacies, <laughs> yes. you forget that Devontae Adams is on the Raiders. It's like, I'm going to keep reminding myself, but please have mercy on our souls and do not <laughs> gaslight us because it's very hard to keep track of what happened in the offseason. Yeah. And that's why we do the NFL season preview. All right. Well, you've got me all amped up. So before we get things rolling here and remind ourselves and our listeners what the yes, hell is going on for this mm -hmm. year's NFL season, Kate, I just cracked a bank Coors Banquet open. Oh my which, God. Wow. Which is totally a throwback. And for some reason, my husband keeps buying them, but I like them and they're in cute little bottles. Something that is somewhat cute, but maybe not cute. I don't know. Uh, the cap says an honest day's work might not or wait an honest day's work might take days i don't hmm. know if that's inspirational i think it's supposed to be but it also makes me feel like it's what like if exhausting. i don't exhausting i feel exhausted I'm exhausted from that. oh my well, god I can, I can tell you something Coors banquet an honest day's work today is going to take one beer that's what yeah. it's going to take <laughs> an honest day's work is going to take the next 30 or so minutes okay <laughs> yeah. Coors banquet hear that <laughs> I right, love that you, little bottle. That's so cute. It looks it like is, a red stripe. It is very cute. Okay. Anyway, uh, what are you drinking today? So I am drinking, um, like I say every week, it's no longer funny, but shocking no one. I am having an IPA today. Um, today's IPA is from my local brewery, Three's Brewing Company in Brooklyn, New York. And I am having something called The View from Nowhere which really sounds idyllic wow. in the middle of summer. Wow. And right on this can here, oh. if you can see, it's a little island with a palm tree coming out of it. But if you pay close attention to what's under the water of this island, there's a, a little turtle oh, that is, a turtle. there's a turtle under the island. And um, it's really quite good. It has Citra, Strata, and Galaxy Hops. And if you are an IPA nerd like I am, um, that's the best trifecta you can think of. Well, we're going to remind you all of a lot of things that happen and things to look out for in the NFL season. One thing we don't need to remind you is Kate love I loves IPAs. I do. 
I do. And no one needs to know more about my IPAs, but what we should know more about. And there's a lot to go through, but we will try and distill it down as much as we can in the next 20 minutes or so. Um, just to talk about who and what to watch out for in this year's training camps. Um, Michelle, I just, where do we start? Okay, I just feel like I need to rattle a few things off like you did at the beginning of this because okay, you've already mentioned two things that are so important for people to remember. You know, Devontae Adams, biggest fucking wide receiver in the game, is no longer on the Packers. And quite frankly, the wide receiver market was turned on its head in the offseason. There were so many different mm-hmm. players that moved around. We will talk about some of them. But yeah, have to just refamiliarize yourself with where everybody is playing this year. Um, Absolutely. T- Tom Brady almost retired in the offseason, LOL. Mm-hmm. Um, TBT when he almost retired, but he's back. Yeah, TBT for TB. TBT, yes, He is actually playing. Former Dolphins coach Brian Flores filed a lawsuit against the Miami Dolphins. Don't forget about that happening. We talked a ton about Aaron Rodgers. Is he staying? Is he going? He's committed. He's playing in Green Bay. But Lord knows we talked a lot about that. The draft, we did a whole episode on the draft, but defense really dominated um, that. And spoiler alert, um, in training camps, we're going to see how a lot of these guys, you know, shake out. Um, As you mentioned, end of an error in Seattle. Russell, Mm -hmm. Russell's not a Seahawk anymore. Everybody like, and and you know who else is not on the team that he used to be on? Deshaun Watson, not on the Texans anymore. Still dealing with legal battles. Don't know what's going to go on there. Um, Matt Ryan suddenly on the Falcons. How's uh, start, suddenly off the Falcons and on the Colts? On the Colts. How's yes. that gonna go? Uh, you know, we just said last week, Baker Mayfield now on the Carolina Panthers. Gonna talk about that one. So I mean, this is just <laughs> these are how many things have happened just in the off season alone that like Holy. you may or may not have remembered. And so we just want to make sure that it is at the top of your fantasy brain because teams have officially reported for training camp. That to me is the moment where the shit starts to like all make sense again because think about it. Mm-hmm. Big, big Devontae Adams trade, right? We keep talking about that one. Yes. But like you've never seen him in a Raiders jersey. So you're no. not even thinking about it until they go to training camp where you're like, oh, that's real life now. <laughs> that's really happening. Exactly. And it never feels real until you actually see them, even in preseason. You know, like preseason, I still consider I'm not watching a hell of a lot of preseason. A lot of people sit out and just wait till the regular season for a million reasons. But I feel like it really sinks in after the first two to three weeks of the regular season. So even now, like it's really important to wrap the head around all these crazy things that are happening because it's hard to grapple with. It, it really it really is. Um, but the good news is, is they're suiting up. They're reporting to training camp. We're going to yes. start getting a look at how these guys are uh, meshing together, how new homes are feeling for everybody, how healthy people can stay. Like, it's real now. It's, it's, it's happening. All right. So I think we should go through a couple of teams that have notable changes in the offseason happening, notable changes going into training camp and what to look out for. Um, I've got a couple. I know you have a couple. Maybe we can trade off and just see where this goes. Um, But let's start with the Cleveland Browns. And as training camp is starting up in the last week or so, 
Uh, right now, it looks like the Browns will be trading Dearness Johnson very interestingly during training camp because Dearness Johnson last year, good cuff. Good cuff. I know. I know. It's true. I think the thing to keep in the back of your mind as we're talking about all of this is like training camp, you have to, not everybody's going to make the cut for the regular season. First Absolutely. of all, not everybody's going to make the roster. So you're going to see a lot of people out there. Not everybody's going to make the cut. The other thing is uh, you'll see with all these moves that have happened, not everybody's going to be on like the first team or the starter. You know what I mean? No. And so there's a lot of shit that needs to be figured out during training camp and and work through during preseason. And exactly what you're saying about Dearness Johnson is one of those things. They have two other massively yes. strong running backs. This guy was a great cuff, but you know, they, and they also I I believe picked up a younger, newer running back as well. It's like at some point they just can't carry all these people. And I and no. and there is there are rumors going around that you may see Dearness Johnson get traded during training camp time frame, which. I'm not, no one's surprised here, you know what I mean? But, like, you've got Kareem Hunt, you've got Nick Chubb. These guys are beasts. We've always talked about that. Dearness stepped up big. They brought mm -hmm. somebody else on. He may have a great training camp. And you know what? He may end up just fine because if he does well in training camp and people look at his performance last year, he might end up in a great spot with a trade. I think that, I think you are exactly right. And as a third stringer, he he had his place on the Browns. He showed his stuff, and I feel like he can move rather than behind a Kareem Hunt in the second spot. He could move somewhere else and be the number two, maybe maybe even the number one, but most certainly the number two on some great franchises. So um, I think that's a really good call. That's a really good call, and we should continue talking about running backs because I know that there's another talk of the town when it comes to uh, running backs on the Commanders. Formerly the Redskins, now the Washington <laughs> no, Commanders. Newsflash, news news another flash. thing that changed in the offseason. Just something I continue catching myself with. So again, I I'm going to have a lot of flubs today. I already know this. Um, but Antonio Gibson, who was questionable throughout a lot of last season, is now sort of the talk of the town as the number one running back, uh, followed by J.D. McKissick, who got a lot of fantasy press last year. Didn't really fully pay off, but um, was just about okay for J.D. McKissick. Now that Antonio Gibson is hopefully back, uh, I'm hoping that he has a good training camp showing and that he also has a good fantasy season. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to watch, uh, you know, how he's training. Uh, a lot of conversation about him last year was about staying healthy. Yes. That, that question is not going to be answered necessarily in training camp. Um, but I, I think, you know, the commanders amidst their new name and new quarterback as well. I think, people are going to be talking the most about Antonio Gibson mm -hmm. and how his season could look after training camp. Yeah, I really hope so. Um, I'm also curious, just selfishly, uh, while we're talking about running backs, I've heard one or another thing about the Titans, and I know that Derrick Henry is not going to um, really play at all during training camp and mm. certainly not during preseason just to preserve that um, injury and almost season-ending season-ending injury he had last year yeah. uh, still seems to be tenuous, and I have a lot of people who have been asking me and, and sort of writing off Derrick Henry, but um, seems to me he'll be ready to go in week one, so I think in terms of the Titans, Derrick Henry will be back at it. You just won't see him much before that first week. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't think you should write off Derrick Henry quite yet, and, and I'm sure we'll have to chat about him a lot more once we get into our, our positional breakdowns in a few weeks here, but 
you know, the Titans have had a lot of offseason moves. We literally just on Monday talked about, you know, Julio yes. Jones leaving. There's other yeah, issues over there. Right. The Titans cannot get into a situation where Derrick Henry gets hurt. So yeah. they, they, they just can't. Like, he's got to, like, take his time, do his workouts, do what he needs to right. do. They, they literally cannot gamble, this guy. You, you no. just can't. This is what everything is clearly, very clearly, strategically. The linchpin of this team is Derrick Henry, and that is yeah. where they're putting all of their eggs in that yeah. basket. Yeah, exactly. So here's an interesting one. Uh, yeah. I, I mentioned this a little bit at the top of the show because this is fairly new news, and while it still happened in the off season, it was really just about a week or so ago. Huh. But Baker Mayfield, you know, there was, well, Baker Mayfield is now officially a Carolina Panther. He That's was, bizarre. That's not even in my head yet. I know. You know what I'm saying? He was he was uh, a Cleveland Brown for four years. He was the number one overall draft pick in 2018. He arguably did not do great mm-hmm. over there. There was definitely arguably. a lot of off-season uh, drama with the Deshaun Watson ad over there. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Baker finally lands in Carolina. Okay. Let us not forget, everyone. Sam Darnold is still on that team. Sam Darnold did have an injury last year. I, I, you know, I just, these things are always so interesting to me because it's, you know, this is where camp's going to be very interesting to watch. I personally don't think that I see Baker emerging as the starting quarterback, um, which is kind of mind blowing to me. Like how much does that suck? Like, you know, you, you, you just, you leave, you leave to go to Carolina and like, Sam Darnold's hurt, but he's coming back from an injury, and like maybe you have a good chance to play. But mm-hmm. also, they still have Sam Darnold, and say what you will about him, if he's healthy, they're probably going to roll with him as their starter and not Baker Mayfield. So that camp in in general is very interesting to me to watch, especially at the quarterback mm-hmm. position. I feel like I am so conflicted about the Panthers because first of all, in my head, and I know this was like a million years ago, but Cam Newton is still the quarterback in my head. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, Um, right, right. So that's very odd. But moreover, I do feel like in my heart of hearts, and I'm looking at their depth chart right now for the Panthers, they do technically have Baker as a starter, but I feel like that's by design just because of seniority. And they have to, they absolutely have to 100% pin these guys against each other and make them step up to the plate. Because one of them, I mean, one versus the other, Baker Mayfield versus Sam Darnold, it's like apples and oranges, you know? Yeah, so knowing yeah. who the starting quarterback is going to be is very interesting to me. I really would like to know how Baker assimilates, if he can actually mm-hmm. throw to DJ Moore, if he can actually throw to Robbie Anderson. But in any case, um, I also would not be surprised if Sam Darnold, having had a year under his belt with the Panthers, that he actually starts. I don't know. But they got to pin him against each other. Yeah, this is definitely one of those interesting ones that you're going to have to keep an eye on because there, uh, in my opinion, there's not necessarily a, a clear uh, answer there. Definitely. And o- and I think you're tra- right. Only training camp will 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 tell. Um, speaking of things that training camp hopefully will tell, <laughs> oh, no. um, can Justin Fields be a quarterback? Can he be trusted? Can he step up to the plate? Is second year in Chicago, do we care? Is this, is this going to be a thing or is, is he still a work in progress? I mean, we're all still works in progress philosophically that's right but but you know what i'm saying like is he gonna step up this year are we gonna see the justin fields that people thought we would i don't know i don't know well we talked about this on monday and this will not make a difference obviously but 
the uh, the mayor of Chicago is trying to build a little dome over the Chicago <laughs> arena. Hey, that maybe that will helps with the throw. Maybe keep his arm looser that it's not snowing on his head. Um, but in any case, this year, Justin Fields needs, absolutely needs to step up. Um, his only support right now is Trevor Simeon, which to yeah. me is shocking. Yeah. And the the squad around him is is decent. It's decent. Yeah. And if he can, you know, if he can land at a 500 record, to me, that's a win for the Bears. True. True. Um, we'll see if he can do it with David Montgomery, with Byron Pringle, with Cole Kmet. I mean, decent guys that we have seen very little from. Um, yeah. My my chips would not be on Justin Fields. I believe in him, but I don't know if he's got it. Yeah, I think he's going to be an interesting to watch in camp. Trey Lance is going to be an interting to watch in camp. Sort of all these, like, yeah. second, second-year guys, right? Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Like, let's see how, you know, now they've got one year under their belts. Let's see what it looks like. Um, same thing with Mac Jones. I've been reading a lot about Mac Jones that – you know, his skill is there, and we saw that last year, but mm-hmm. physically he didn't feel like he was there. So I'm hearing that when he shows up at camp, you know, he's he's looking and feeling a lot better than he did last year. So these are these are all interesting things to look at, uh, most notably, you know, for a lot of these, like, second-year second, second year quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. What What is this year going to look like for them? Um, yeah. Another one that I wanted to jump to here is the Ravens training camp. So – interesting a very weird camp right now well a weird camp yes but also like a camp last year that i think something crazy like 10 or 13 yes guys were hurt and like injured season ending hurt before the season even started so it's just like everyone at the baltimore ravens camp please take it easy on everyone this year we would like these people to make it to the actual season J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards. Like, we want these people to play this year. So, like, uh, you know, one of the headlines I read is like, will J.K. Dobbins be a breakout? I'm like, will he even get out of training camp? Because I feel like something is cursed at Ravens training camp after last year. 100 million percent. The Ravens of 2022 or 2021 to 2022 were not the Ravens that we know and love. They just weren't. And we all know that. We all know that. It was a... Uh, lame duck period. I think that if they want to reignite the team they have under their feet, they can do it. And they've got the weapons. We know this. We saw it in the previous season. We saw this in the 2020 season. We saw Lamar Jackson looking at Mark Andrews and Mark Andrews being basically one of the top wide receivers, if yeah. not tight ends. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Um, we saw J.K. Dobbins. We saw Gus Edwards putting in the work. I think there's more for this team to do this yeah. year, this year. Yeah, exactly, for this year. And and there's also now, you know, extra chatter after this Kyler Murray deal, uh, what, the, what the Ravens are going to do for Lamar Jackson. So let's just keep our fingers crossed for everyone at Ravens camp this year that, yeah. uh, that, that nobody gets hurt. Um, a couple that I wanted to string together here. So in, yeah, in, sure. other, in other off-season news, um, Tyreek Hill. No longer a Kansas City Chief. What does that mean for the Kansas City Chiefs? Who steps up in training camp? How does that look? Also, now that he's a Miami Dolphin, does Tua look like brilliant? Like, Hmm. is this going to be the thing that Tua needs? Is this going to help him step it up? Like, we all know Tyreek is insanely talented. Nobody has to answer that question. We already know. But, like, 
What's it going to mean for Tua? Is Tua going to be able yeah. to mesh? Is he going to mesh with him? Is he going to? Is that going to work? Like, I'm very curious to see how that starts to grow yeah. during training camp. And I'm also curious to see who's going to wave that flag in KC and be like, yo, Patty, throw me the ball now. Well, I can take the KC question because I've been thinking about this a lot. A okay. lot. Excellent. Wow. Okay. Tell me um, more. Uh, well, I'm trying to figure out where to put my chips because yeah. I feel like the the Chiefs are gearing up. All right. So let's, again, look at the depth charts. And I know this by heart, actually, because I've been thinking about it so much. So I know that Juju Smith-Schuster has moved after, you know, obviously Ben Roethlisberger retired um, from the Steelers. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is now the starting wide receiver on mm. the Kansas City Chiefs, along with Marquez Valdez-Gansling, both of MBS. whom, and also Mecole Hardman. But between those two, if not three, if you want to cl- count Hardman, I feel like Juju and Marquez are both people we have talked about tons on this show, have yes. a lot of potential, have a lot yes. of explosiveness, and also can be long, wide receivers and also slot receivers. Yep. Between those two... I am quite bullish on mm. the Chiefs. I believe in them. I know All it's right. not Tyreek Hill. I know it's yep. not. I just think yep. the offense is going to adapt. If anyone can do it, it's the coaching staff, and it's Patrick Mahomes, along yeah. with these new wide receivers. I, I feel good about that. There's definitely going to be a lot of eyeballs on the uh, Dolphins and the Chiefs camps based on everything yeah. you just said. Um, yes, Another camp that I think will have a lot of eyeballs on it, one for a legit reason, one for a funny reason, um, the Packers. Big offseason. Yeah. They, they get Aaron Rodgers back, but they don't have Devontae. Who is going to fill that gap? This is another one of those things. Like, who's going to step up? Who's going to connect with Aaron? That's the serious point. On a not yes. serious, on a not serious oh, no. point. <laughs> because every time we talk about Aaron Rodgers, it can't always be serious. Please tell me you've seen the memes of this MFR showing up to training camp. He literally looks like Nick Cage out of Con Air. He's like long. I was just. I'm I'm pretty sure he's doing it to be funny, but also like, bro, what is your deal? He's got like long flowing hair and like a, a white tank top. And like, I think deep down he's really funny, but I see this stuff and it freaks me out. He's just, what is up with him? Got a couple things to say here. Also, two-minute warning. <laughs> Seriously? I, I, oh, God. Can we get, like, three minutes? Three minutes. Three-minute warning. I'll give you okay, a three-minute warning. Since I'm I not dropped done this, with the beer. Since I dropped this Aaron no. Rodgers bomb on you right now. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. I've got to answer the whole question. <laughs> to your point about Nick Cage and Con Air, this came up in conversation not once, but twice today. So this is uh-huh. now my third time talking about Nick Cage, probably <laughs> in an entire calendar year. And, yeah. and I did a... Tr- anyway. 100% increase from talking about Nick Cage last year. 300% increase of, <laughs> from Nick Cage last year to this year. Unbelievable. What the fuck? The world is all messed up. Okay, that's the first thing. Second thing is, I have not seen this meme, but there is, like, we, I know we have done this in seasons past on Draft Queens. I feel like we need to do a Aaron Rodgers expose and a timeline of all the shit that this guy, this guy is totally getting ripped up across the board from his relationship (laughs) to his meme ability to, honestly, he's he's good at golf. He can't carry the whole Packers team if we want to bring no. this full circle. I yeah. just, I don't believe that he can do it with 
Aaron Jones, absolutely. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, fantastic running back core. But his wide receivers are Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, and that's it. Randall Cobb? You Oof. think he's throwing a Randall Cobb? Randall Cobb? I thought he he should be retired. He may be. I, I don't know. <laughs> this is the this is the issue with the preseason. I don't oh, know. But oh man, I don't know. I'm very interested to uh, keep an eye on Mr. Aaron uh, with his pads <laughs> and helmet Aaron. on on pads and helmet on because frankly, homeboy <sighs> showing up in his tank top and long yeah. hair yeah. was just a little bit strange and frightening to me. Um, okay. <laughs> Anyway, this is the last one that I would like to throw out there uh, because I do think there's going to be some interesting chat around the Cowboys this year. We've talked a lot about Zeke in past uh, seasons. We'll continue to talk about him going into this season. But when we say Zeke, we usually also say Tony Pollard. I'm very interested to see if maybe this is the year that Tony Pollard just runs on by Zeke. I think it might be. I mean, maybe that's I know I gave us a three minute warning instead of two. So I'm keeping this short, <laughs> but I think this may be the year and having watched the um, the oh, my God, what's it called? Hard knocks of. Yeah. Of the Cowboys. Yeah. It sounded like Zeke even believed that Tony Pollard was better than him. So yeah, definitely, definitely keep an eye on that camp. And I feel like that camp has a uh, they have a lot to prove, you know, uh, this uh-huh. year for the Cowboys. All right. That's right. That is a small, maybe large covering of what has happened in the offseason. Things you should be keeping an eye on. We certainly did not mention everything, but I think the moral of the story here is there were tons of moves in the offseason. We need to refamiliarize ourselves with where all these players have landed, and we need to keep an eye on what folks are writing about um, these training camps because some of these questions may be answered during training camp, some maybe not, but there are correspondence and mm-hmm. e- correspondence at every single one of these camps, writing shit, giving you the updates every single week. I Absolutely. I highly encourage you to go and pay attention to that in these coming weeks. Um, and starting on Thursday, August 11th, you'll start to see some preseason games happening. Three weeks worth, as Kate said earlier, not everybody plays. They're not super exciting, but just keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on your favorite teams. Keep an eye on some of the teams where maybe you want to draft some of these players. Just keep an eye on everything because camp and preseason are really important to pay attention to uh, to see how the season, Mm -hmm. you know, shapes up. And hopefully people don't get, you know, injured too early. Yeah, that's right. Um, Do you want me to round up in 15 seconds the big ones to look out for in the first three weeks of the of the preseason? Yeah, a couple of games you could rattle out of there. As I said, please, th- these aren't super exciting to watch, but we pulled a, f- a few out that you might want to keep an eye on. Yeah. First and foremost, week one, starting August 11th, Thursday, August 11th, look out for the Packers and the 49ers. Also, the Colts and the Bills. Uh, the following week, starting Thursday, August 18th, look at the Bucks and the Titans, the Cowboys and the Chargers, commanders and the chiefs and finally the following week you have the rams Bengals, and giants versus the jets I if you put, really I, if you I really just, want to push yourself yeah, I, just put a little, I put a little lol there for fun but uh so many things so many things so many things uh literally fire up your instagrams fire up your internets like, start paying attention because all the writers are out there and all the guys are showing up at camp. And now's right. the time to dig in, start doing your research. You know what? Fantasy research starts before um, the season. 
big time. Yeah, and before it starts now. Before our position breakdowns, because who knows? Who knows who's going to make the cut? Who's going to get traded? Who, who's going to be a starter? We got to we got to see. You're absolutely right, Michelle. Your fantasy season, listeners, starts right fucking now. So tune into all of these big moves. Also, try and tune into the preseason and watch those training camp reviews. And as a reminder to bring this whole thing home, because I think this is actually speaking quite well to how fantasy works, an honest day's work might take days. Oh my God, Michelle. Comes we all will, back we will, we will end this episode with a Coors Banquet quote <laughs> on your bottle cap. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. And that will be all. <laughs> <laughs>